Hi, my name is Wamboi and welcome to my podcast, Build Words. You know what? Special shout out to you for showing up, for listening, for sharing, for sending me the most heartwarming messages on and off social media. I am truly grateful for having a chance to sit here and tell you short stories about parts of my life. In this episode, I tell a story about a trip we took to Arizona. I was cleaning up my laptop actually and found tons of pictures and videos from this trip that inspired this episode. I also crave a trip so bad and I figured writing about it will make me feel like I'm there. Maybe? Question mark? We'll see. I truly hope you enjoy this episode. There's a special landmark in Kenya called Maimahio. Ask any Kenyan to describe this location and watch their face soften. I think of this place now with a fondness and longing. The good memories associated with it are myself, a never-present comfort in the background. There was a road that passed through the escarpment and it often led to an even more beautiful destination or memory. A road trip to the wonderful Masai Mara, the yearly trips to the grandparents in western Kenya, a wedding somewhere, a getaway with somebody's son. Every single time I drive through, it still takes my breath away. The roads so narrow up and down the hill, the landscape that empties the chaos and madness of the city and you are suddenly captivated by the hills that rise from the ground as if reaching for the sky. The green as far as the eye can see. The clouds feel so close to the earth, the sun rays through the hills create a bold silhouette. Those hills were decadent with green foliage and new sprung buds and the valley was the most friendly place of them all. Sunlit and serene. The drive was terrifying because on one hand the rocky hills stood tall like giant pieces of stone that could roll and crush everyone in two seconds and on the other end was very steep valleys separated by a small thin metal makeshift fence I'm pretty sure wouldn't even save a bike from falling to the other side. But I love this place. I love the little curio shops that are lined down the hill. I love the small Catholic church in the corner Mead Hill. I love the photo ops especially that could end up very quickly on Instagram with a hashtag Tembea Kenya. Most importantly, I love that the landscape is empty. But there's a sense of pride in home in these hills and valleys that fills you up with warmth and sweetness to the soul. In its vastness lies belonging. Ooh, this is my song. I'll turn it up. I looked to my right as my friend held up her phone to begin an Instagram story and sing the lyrics to the song that we had listened to maybe already six times in this drive. We were an hour and a half into our road trip to Sedona. I looked to my left and the landscape extended far and wide. There were hills as far wide as you can imagine. I opened my window and let the air in. This trip was cleansing. And this air at that moment was cleansing my mind and soothing my soul. There's a familiarity to that moment. I'd lived it. I'd experienced the peace that comes with the peace in the atmosphere, the comfort in the landscape, and being in a moment that brings so much tranquility and homage. I knew then that this trip would mean more than I actually expected it to. 
Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome on board flight 4B7 with service from Minneapolis to Arizona. We are currently third in line for takeoff and are expected to be in the air in approximately seven minutes time. We ask that you please fasten your seat belts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments. We also ask that your seats and table trays are in the upright position for takeoff. Please turn off all personal electronic devices, including laptops and cell phones. Smoking is prohibited for the duration of the flight. Thank you for choosing Delta Airlines and enjoy your flight. I pulled open my book, Where the Crawdad Sings. I was a few chapters in and was excited to spend the next few hours on this flight flipping through the pages. Kaya's story in this book was heartbreaking, emotional, and lyrical, every chapter revealing an unexpected layer of raw emotion. I was also very grateful for the warm cup of coffee handed to me by the air hostess. I took a sip, thankfully, and that myself being engulfed by the pages. A few hours and very interesting pages later, the flight attendant announced the beginning of our landing. I put the bookmark in my book and I opened the window to a majestic sunrise. The golden light dripped over the land, illuminating through the blue skies into a radiant glow. From the plain, the city lights expanded far and wide as the skylight glared on. It was also majestic. We boarded off the plane with excitement. We had been waiting for this trip forever, and just being here meant that it had all gone according to plan. It was the start of the day in Arizona, but also a proper and early start on adventure. Majority of this trip was to be spent on the road, and we needed it. Sometimes you need an adventure to cleanse the bitter taste of life from your soul. We lined up right outside the airport to take the bus that would take us to the car rental offices a few minutes from the airport. While we waited, I pulled up my phone to make sure the itinerary for the day is in track. I thrive in structure and I had to make sure everything was organized. The very kind gentleman across the counter handed us the keys to our car rental and directed us to the parking lot. Within a few minutes, we were setting off on a road trip of a lifetime. Fifteen minutes into the drive, the city buildings started to fade. The sky opened up and the landscape expanded with vast hills and scenery. It's hard not to hold your breath as you drive through this state. The road expands like a smooth black river. The wheels float so effortlessly along. And so as our car made its steady way, the scenery took an almost meditative quality. We stopped multiple times to take it in, photograph every single moment. It was almost impossible to capture every part of it because it was simply like walking into a painting and living it. Picturesque, magical, impossible to describe. A three-hour drive quickly turned into five hours. I rolled to my side and turned my alarm off looking at the time. It was 5.30 a.m. Lazily, I stepped out to the bathroom and started to get ready for another beautiful day in Page, Arizona. I woke my sister and friend as the plan was to set out and watch the beautiful sunrise at the infamous Horseshoe Bend. There's an awakening magic every day in the morning. A sense of an old earth spirit rekindled that seeks to knit together all that is good. We walked towards the bend, the air crisp as the darkness disappeared, every color changing from the tinges of grey to a slow appearance of blue skies and vibrancy. The air cold and fresh, the earth flat as far as the eye could see, and from afar, it looked like we were hiking and walking a long straight path to nowhere. And then we got to the bend. The rocks descended and aligned to form a horseshoe shape. A small stream of water at the base of the rocks that streamlined across the bend, but was still. 
The sun bloomed on the horizon, glistening on the rocks as the rays, golden and strong, touched the rocks, radiated into a golden color. Like I said, magical. I stared for as long as I could to soak up the quietude and beauty brought about by landscape, every passing minute revealing a more beautiful scenery of the band. Back in the car, as my friend Katie in the ignition, we excitedly tapped in the address to the next breathtaking place we were setting out to. The strangest thing about this place was that it was empty. There was no fascinating skyscrapers, just far extended dry land with mountains and dry shrubs. But in its plainness lay the most beauty. It lay stories that revealed themselves just to the eye. It was empty, yes, but the kind of emptiness that doesn't need to be filled. Everything was cynic. Even the gas station screamed, America's next top model shoot locations, and then set out to the Antelope Canyon. I never thought a place like this existed. I thought it was an artist who created a magical wallpaper that simply exists in our desktops. But it was real. Actually, it was surreal. The gentleman checking people in at the entrance cut up receipts and handed them to me, saying, Welcome to the Lower Antelope Canyon. Your tour guide will be with you shortly. A few small benches had been set outside the office of the tour agency. A group of people had gathered presumably for the same tour we were about to go to. A short man stood in front of us with three hula hoops in hand. He had layers of jewelry across his neck, his wrist jingling as he walked full of bangles and bracelets. He stood shirtless and firm, and then he started dancing rhythmically as pools of sweat started settling upon his forehead like newly melted snow crystals. There was pride in how he moved as he swirled the hoops effortlessly. He was majestic, and everyone stood in awe on the sidelines watching, with phones in hand recording it, and clapping while he stomped his feet on the ground, dust transcending to the air. The dust told a story of strength, and his face and demeanor carried a pride that subtly described how this place was not just a landmark, but a sacred home. The Antelope Canyon is located on land, belonging to the Lechi chapter of the Navajo Nation. Navajo tribe considers the canyon to be spiritual and sacred to the Navajo culture and way of life. They even stop and frame their minds in the correct, respectful manner before entering. In a sense, the Navajo consider Antelope Canyon to be a symbol of the gifts of Mother Nature, the passage of time, and the fact that there are things larger and greater than themselves. It made sense how that man moved to a rhythm beyond the beat we could hear. He was expressing the value and importance of this place to him, without even using words, but displaying it with every ounce of him. The tour guide, Tala, was soft-spoken but confident in every word he spoke. We took the steps down a thin stoop and walked into the most monumental sandstone sculpture I have ever seen in real life. It was unreal how the tall winding walls waved through making this place feel like a cathedral of red-hued, swirling sandstone. The sun rays illuminated through the sky to reveal golden-like highlights of the stones, the ground sandy as if the stone had been ground perfectly to make this magical carpet that we walked on. As we walked through, Tala talked about how the canyon formed. He added, We call this place where water runs through rocks. It was formed over the years by water that had run through sandstone. I couldn't listen to him for long as my head tilted from side to side in awe. I couldn't take a photograph worthy enough to describe what the eye was seeing. Nature's beauty is an echo of creation's song, and being here reminded me of a passage I once read that said, 
The world is quite astonishing when you claw your way out of mere dysfunction. When you first peek over the horizon and see nature without discontent, without any filter, with a naked eye and brain open to the beauty of this reality, amazement comes. It's the amazement of the baby when they first meet a dog or see a leaf move in the wind. And when you see those simple things, when you can fall in love with the small, everything gets so much better. The larger things become almost overwhelming. The sense of love, so much stronger. I try to describe every single detail of Arizona, but I can't. To find magical places like this, moments that remind you of home and give you the feeling of a new home, is a gift. I think of my Mahio fondly. I think of Arizona fondly. And I look forward to trips that I'll take, moments that will take my breath away and fill my soul all at the same time. I want to live to find moments that catch me by surprise, but carry me in the unfolding. At first, we took this trip as a distraction from our busier lives, but we found more than we could ever hope for. I tell this story to you to remind you when your world moves too fast and you lose yourself in the chaos, introduce yourself to each color of the sunset, reacquaint yourself with the earth beneath your feet, thank the air that surrounds you with every breath you take, find yourself in the appreciation of life and find moments that remind you why. Once again, thank you for taking the time to listen to me grow and share on this platform. I'm on Instagram at spilledwords underscore podcast. Come and say hi. Or you can say hi as well by emailing me at spilledwordsthepodcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.